Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. I won't let my body outweigh, outweigh everything that I'm made of. Won't spend my life trying to change. I'm learning to love who I am. I am strong, I feel free. I know every part of me is beautiful. And I will always outweigh. If you feel it, put your hands in the air. Show some love to the mirror while you're there. Let's take it one day at a time. Cause you and I outweigh. Happy Saturday, Outweigh. We are back for part three of Beyond the Mirror. How fashion can play a role in self-love and healing your relationship with your body. We are back with Sarai White. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good, good. I'm glad to kind of, you know, show people how to bring this to life. So in part one, we really talked about this idea of embracing fashion and using it as a tool to connect with yourself, heal your relationship with your body, what that might look like on a mindset, brain set level. And then last week we talked about, okay, that's great in theory, but what are the beliefs that are going to keep you from actually taking a place in that? You know, we see people on social media and they say, oh, just love yourself no matter what, or go, you know, dress for your body type or whatever. But it's not always that simple. We have our entire, you know, perception of ourselves, our fear of how we look in other people's eyes. There's a lot of things that go on in the minds and brains of us that keep us from actually doing what we know how to do. So we talked a lot about those beliefs and how to reframe and conquer those. And then today we're just going to get practical. Like, what does this look like? What are some things that if you're going to go on a big, fun fashion experiment to go just start over with your body, give yourself permission to find your voice, so to speak, what does that look like? So, you know, Sarah and I were talking about this and she just, you know, I asked her, what are the, what are the big four for you that you would share? And the first thing that you said was just this concept of evaluating your body from neutrality. So can you kind of walk us through that? So we've talked in the last couple episodes about how we have been conditioned to think that our bodies need to fit into a certain mold. So often when we look at ourselves in the mirror or in pictures, we see all the ways in which we feel like we don't measure up. And when we think about fashion that we want to wear, I can't wear that because X, Y, Z. But when you just 
stand in front of a mirror, take some pictures, videos, whatever, and you look at yourself with neutrality, instead of saying, oh, this is, you know, I, I, I hate even saying these words out loud, but I'll just say, because I know these are the words that go through the head, through people's heads, because they're the words that I said, but you're like, oh, this is gross, or this is hideous, yeah. or this is whatever, like, oh, gosh, it's just, it's just so I just hate even saying it. But these are the words that come out and it, mm -hmm. it's not motivating. <laughs> it's not going to yeah. motivate you to be able to find a solution. It's also, you know, it's not solution oriented. It kind of just shuts you down. And then you're like, forget about it. I don't want to do this. But if you can just come to yourself with a body of position of neutrality, you don't have to love everything you see, but we're also just going to talk about things factually. You can say, my thighs are, I, you know, I, my, I, can't, I have weight in my thighs or my thighs are bigger. My arms are bigger, or I have extra, you know, tummy or whatever, whatever that is for you. It can be different for different people, but just saying it as a fact, because it's other people and us that have made those a bad thing, but yeah. then, you know, and just like a little aside, we talked about trends and like body trends. There's so many things that are, that we consider to be a a trend where we may look at it now and be like, oh, this is undesirable, but it was a trend a while ago. So right now, mm -hmm. like there's like so many trends toward, you know, women being like bigger and taking up space, but that wasn't a trend before. So we have to just ignore all of that because it doesn't matter. Right. We are how we are. So looking at ourselves from neutrality. And then from that, you can start to see what your shape is and then what clothing goes on that shape that is the most flattering or accentuating for you. Yeah. And I think language is huge, too, because, you know, I know, especially in the topic of, of the body world, a lot of things can, people get offended a lot, which I'm totally yeah. sensitive to and I am compassionate about. But part of it, too, is like I, I invite people to find the language that works for you, because I know like the word curvy used to be OK. And now some people are like, no, people don't say curvy anymore. It's it's offensive or like, you know, midsize or whatever. And I'm like, I can't keep up with what these words even mean anymore. So like for right. me, what I used to say, the words like, yeah, I was was overweight and I've been told like no that's not a nice thing to say but like for me that was just the language I was using it was my language I didn't mean it as derogatory to anyone else so I, what I'm hearing you say too is when you're talking about the data of like hey my thighs are a little bit bigger than maybe the, the other people my age or whatever and it doesn't have to mean anything bad or you're it doesn't have to mean that you're shaming your thighs you mm -hmm. can literally just be trying to speak in data and so give yourself permission also to like let yourself find the language language in the words, especially when you're looking at clothes, because there are labels like the curvy section or midsize or whatever words are out there now too. like coming from this place of neutrality, like notice when any drama is being added to the data, you know, right. and give yourself permission to just like keep it neutral, keep it. It doesn't have to have like such an emotional charge as well. Right. Other people's definitions don't have to be yours. If you're okay saying I've got thick thighs or big thighs, and if that offends somebody else, that's not for you to take on. If you're saying yeah. it to yourself in a neutral way, in a positive way, like however you want to say it to yourself, other people's meanings don't have to be yours. Absolutely. And I think it can also evolve as your relationship with your body changes. Like I honestly, like I have thicker thighs and I have like, I jokingly say I have gluteier glutes and I have like <laughs> my love handles and I just embrace my curves. Yeah. I just do. And I don't mean it, but to somebody else, they might think that's offensive. If I say like, oh, I have thicker thighs. I'm like, no, right. I mean that as a term of endearment. Like I love my thighs, right? you know? Yeah. Or people try to make you feel better. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh no, that? they're not that big. And I'm yeah. like, no, really? It's okay. I 
love it's all good you're not, you don't right. have to like try to make me feel better so yeah, yeah I think coming from this place of neutrality and like a data driven relationship is really important especially in a world and, and again being sensitive if you are one of those people that words have the ability to kind of emotionally charge you or not it's totally fine but just giving yourself permission to acknowledge like what am I saying and what am I meaning and that right. neutrality factor as well when it comes to your body so keeping that in mind you know the next thing that you that you talked about was this concept of like buying the size that fits not the size that you think you should be um, and you said you had a story about that too so I just want to sh- hear a, a bit about that because I think that's so important too you know we all have this picture at least I did I used to think like oh when I, I should air quotes should be a size X and then I get to the store and in one store I'm a size X and in one size store I'm an X minus three and in another store I'm the X plus four you know mm-hmm. and then again this whole like trigger goes off in your brain of like oh my gosh like I've gained weight I don't fit in the size whatever it is so there's this number that is totally holding us hostage but nobody ever told me like the size is you <laughs> like you are the size so talk to us a little bit about that so the more I dive into designing and fashion I mean we, we've always known this I think we all know this on some level but now I'm seeing evidence facts <laughs> sizing is completely made up it is make believe. And when I think about the amount of emotion and time and energy I spent worrying about the size tag inside of my clothing, and then now learning that it means literally nothing. It's so freeing. So in this story I had, I was reading this book on design and it talked about sizing and it was talking about this person who was the head of this major fashion brand. And she was a size at 12, I believe, and whatever that meant to her. And so every year she would change the measurements for the entire brand's size 12 so that she would continue to be a size 12. So if she gained weight, then the size 12 measurements went up. And if she, you know, she lost, it went down, whatever, whatever changes happened with her. So can you imagine as a consumer, you're like, I wear X brand and I wear a size, you know, their size 12. And then you buy it one year and then the next year doesn't fit for whatever reason. It's too big. It's too small, whatever. And you're just like, what's going on? You know, like it's so fake. Like it's so, it just just doesn't even exist. And so I think if we can just let go of, you know, we hear a vanity sizing, um, we hear like traditional sizing, vintage sizing, all of that truly take this from a designer now it means nothing (laughs) so you like you said you can go to the store and you can on the the same day in the same hour you can buy clothing in three different sizes so it means nothing so you're really putting on clothes that fit you is going to be a game changer because if you're stuck on a certain size and maybe in a certain brand that size is maybe a little small for you it's going to fit you in ways that do not make you feel well. You're going to feel like you're something is squeezing, something is bulging. It's like really uncomfortable. Sometimes it may even look okay, but you just feel just really restricted and not good in it. Um, and then you just go up a size, you know, or whatever that needs to happen. And everything just lays the lines of the garment, the, the design really gets, gets to shine and flourish and you feel comfortable. It's a game changer, you know, and it just, it, it really is one of the biggest things that people that people can do for themselves is just to take a bunch of clothes into the dressing room that's that same pair of jeans or whatever take three or four sizes in there and don't even look so I don't even look I just take all the jeans and put them on the rack and then I just pull one off and put it on and then whichever ones fit that's the one I'm buying and sometimes I look at the tag later and I'm like okay this is a size it doesn't you know it doesn't matter yeah 
So bottom line, buy the clothes that fit you, not buy the clothes of the size that you think you should be. And it makes such a difference. And I'm now my mind is growing going to the evidence-based side of it. I'm like, I wonder if they did studies on people's, you know, biometrics on how they were feeling when they didn't know the sizes or when they did know the size, because it's true. It can hold this heavy weight on you that doesn't need to be there. It's totally optional because either way, you just want to feel good in your clothes. Like that's the bottom right. line. Reverse engineer feeling good. Don't reverse engineer a certain size. Right. So I love traveling and coming home to my bed because it's comfy and familiar. I love crawling into it. Well, what if you could take your bed on the road with you so that way you got good night's sleep while you're on a trip? And it's not your entire bed, but at least your bedding, which is the best part. Let me introduce you to Cozy Earth's luxurious bedding. Now, Cozy Earth is travel-friendly and hassle-free, and the bedding comes in these adorable totes, which makes it really easy for you to take it on trips with you. They also have really amazing loungewear, so if you're on a long flight, you can stay cool and comfy with Cozy Earth's temperature-regulating bamboo joggers and pullover crew, and it'll add a touch of style to your travel ensemble as well. So whether you're exploring stuff near or far, take a little bit of home with you. Cozy Earth has everything you need to turn every moment into pure bliss. Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code OUTWAY at checkout to get 35% off. And let them know that we sent you after you check out. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Us perfectly into the next one, which is, you know, when, when we're talking about like the practical application of how to have this fashion experiment so that you connect with your body, right? Talk about like taking away the biggest disconnect. That's what we just did is we're taking away the disconnects in a way, you know, but that being said, like this idea of not trying to hide in your clothes, right? And um, embracing, accentuating, highlighting. Talk to us a little bit about that. So I'm just going to be real with everyone here. So a lot of Please. times you work with people <laughs> and if you're a bigger bodied person, you think like, okay, I got to wear like everything dark or I have to wear everything baggy to hide. Or sometimes if you're very like a, a smaller than average person, maybe, and it's something that you feel self-conscious about, you'll again wear baggy clothes to kind of hide that. And I always, you know, I just say, you know, we, we see you, <laughs> we still yeah. see you like you're not, you're not really hiding you in yourself. You're kind of hiding from yourself, but we see you. And so for you to be able to, instead of feeling like you need to shrink and hide, mm. like blossom, blossom yes. and show us the beauty in yes. your larger body or your smaller than average body, like whatever, but just, you know, blossom and highlight that because really all you're doing when you're thinking that you have to wear everything baggy, everything frumpy, or maybe even everything dark. And I know some people just like 
black clothing because they just like it. But if you're not someone that likes black clothing and you like coloring, but you just wear black because you think you have to, all you're doing is shrinking yourself, yes. making and hiding the beauty and the joy that you you can give to the world. It's it's not hiding your body from anybody. <laughs> yeah. And it's really, wow. It's such a metaphor for the shrinking that goes on with within us yeah. when we don't deem ourselves worthy of, of accentuating our beauty or taking pride in what we're wearing or who we're being. And it really is, you know, they say who you are in one area of your life is who you are everywhere. So if you're shrinking, right. if you're hiding from yourself, if you feel like you're maybe wearing a mask, so to speak, you know, mm-hmm. covering yourself in, in bulky clothes and don't get me wrong. I, I'm literally wearing like a, a bigger shirt. <laughs> right now and all that but it's one of those things where if it if is it a hiding place is it a tool or is it a weapon you know and really Mm -hmm. acknowledging and like you said you're you're only hiding from yourself right you know and when you stop hiding from yourself that's when you can actually go home to yourself go home to your body accept who you are with that neutrality without making it wrong without making it giving it any meaning right so so true. Yeah. And part of this too is like, it's, it's like, take a baby step. You know, if you are used to, and, and I totally get it. I used to wear very baggy clothes. Black was my favorite color. And I, I always used to say like, I don't wear white, not because it didn't flatter me because I was like, I will spill something on it. But that being said, like yeah. we all have these, all our rules about what we <laughs> right. do or don't wear, you know, right. but that being said, you know, take baby steps. Like maybe it's a matter of like wearing black with, with some color in it at first, or maybe it's a matter of cinching your waist with a belt or whatever it is. Talk to us a little bit about that idea of like accentuating parts of our body and maybe finding even like the first part of our body that we want to accentuate. What are some, some of the most common things that you find with women? Like I know for me, it was like a collarbone thing. I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, I'll start with an off the shoulder because I don't, I'm not ready to show my arms. I'm not ready to wear shorts. I'm not ready to wear cinched waist. And then it was like, okay, maybe I'll cinch my waist a little bit and I'll use a belt, you know, all the things. What what are some like different ways that you found that people can accentuate what they have while they're figuring out what that even looks like? So I think that most most of us, even if we still have a lot of work to do in our relationship with our bodies and fashion, we do like certain things about ourselves. Like we are, you know, even if we tend to skew toward, you know, the, the negative side, there are still things that we're just like my, you know, my arms are popping or, you know, like my collarbones are popping or whatever, or um, maybe even it's just that you, that you love your smile or you have really nice skin or things like that. And so you can accentuate that by like the collars that you're wearing that maybe bring more focus up to your face so that people can see, you know, your beautiful skin, your beautiful smile, things like that, or, you know, like off the shoulder tops or things like that to kind of accentuate the collarbone. But there is, there's, there's always one little thing on everyone, even if it's, you know, I love my hands and wear really long sleeves that draw everyone's attention to the end of your, the end of the sleeve. So they are seeing your hand. So there's just so many small things and that's a small way to start. Um, I also think if you're in the habit of of dressing very dark to hide the things that you were saying are very true, adding in some accessories to bring some color and, you know, just kind of dip your toe into like, oh, maybe people are going to notice that you have on red earrings or red lipstick and just, you know, letting yourself be comfortable with that. Because I don't believe just like we talked about with body neutrality and, and then body love, it, it is hard to go from, I'm just going to be, you know, I dress frumpy all the time. And then now I'm just going to be like a fashion diva. Right. Like that's a big jump. Right. <laughs> that's a exactly. big jump. Baby so steps. it is, yeah, baby steps. So it is good to like dip your toe in it, wear some more accessories. And maybe you have on a black bottom and you have on a colorful top, or maybe you do something with like a, a black on black print. You know, sometimes you can do like a monochromatic print kind of look. So it's like, it's still all black, but there's like some, some depth and dimension to it. So there are different ways that you can play around with it and just kind of dip your toe in it. And you start to have fun with it the more you do it. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And one thing I'll bring up is, is shapewear because I had a client say to me one time, like Leanne, if I'm wearing shapewear, does that mean that I'm, that I'm ashamed and I'm hiding my body? And I'm like, no, if it will help you accentuate and feel more comfortable, I love shapewear. I personally love the ones that are like, kind of like shorts and then they come up past my hips and they, they make my little booty a little bit more snug. And I love shapewear, but I had to also give myself permission to be like, you know what, Leanne, you're allowed to wear something that smooths out your stomach or makes clothes lay a little bit better like there's again you're you get to create the rules and i think shapewear is a great way to accentuate parts of your body or smooth out parts or whatever to help you embrace your curves a little bit more you know without being ashamed of it and not feel like it's like you're hiding it right right and it could just be the way that a garment lies and the way that fabric clings to the body even people who have maybe the the ideal you know, quote unquote, ideal body for a certain style, certain fabrics just cling differently. And it just, it's just not going to look good. Like, it's just going to cling to the the lines of your undergarments or whatever. And so when you're wearing those uh, under those shapewear to kind of shape everything, it just lets the garment lay nicer. Not that that has to look or mean anything about your body or what it should be. It just allows the garment to lay like, like it should lay. And so, and that has nothing to do with you. It's just, it's the nature of fibers and moving, twisting human bodies. It's just the nature of how it goes. Absolutely. Totally. A thousand percent. Okay, cool. And our last one is just this idea of using social media for good. As we know, social media can be a tool. It can be a weapon when we're talking about finding a new relationship with our body, healing our current relationship with our body, finding fashion as a way to connect with our bodies. Talk to us about how social media can can help us in that sense. Yeah, you know, it can really help. So one of the things I mentioned an experiment I did this summer, but a a little earlier than that, I just kind of got really burnt out on social media. I just felt like it was doing not very good things for my mental health. And so I kind of went on a traditional social media fast or whatever you call it. And I just went on to Pinterest because I'm like, all this is, is like recipes Mm -hmm. and like outfit ideas. And like, it's just like, it's just pretty benign. Like nobody's talking to me, but I was able to find some really good people putting out content about fashion and style. And so then that Mm. led me back to the traditional social media outlets. And I was able to find influencers that had a body that I could relate to, not a body Mm. that I was dreaming of having, but like, okay, that's what I actually look like right now. And so then I was able to look at how they dress and how they style and like the proportions and the colors that they're using. And I'm like, okay, this is helpful. Let me go into my own closet and see you know, how that works. So I invite the listeners here to do the same, you know, try to find people that use positive language to speak about their bodies and to speak about fashion that are, you know, that you can relate to that when you look at them, you see yourself and kind of just follow what they do. See, you know, see what they're doing, how they're wearing things, kind of pick up on their confidence too, and see how, you know, how they're really feeling themselves when they put on, when they show the end result of their outfits that they're wearing. Um, But it can really help educate you on different shapes and styles and open your eyes to things that you didn't think that you could wear. Cause there may be things that you're like, I could never wear that because of X, Y, Z. And then you see them rocking it and you're like, oh, well, you actually know, maybe I could, maybe I could still using that. And then also there's a lot of really good stylists. I'm a designer, but there are really good stylists on social media platforms that you may find that may be able to help you in a more direct way. And, you know, we talked about investing in yourself and, you know, that's, that wouldn't be a bad gift to yourself either. 
Yeah, absolutely. And we're talking about, you know, finding these people on social media that are embracing like the maybe the body that you relate to, you know, and so it's almost like borrowing somebody else's confidence. You know, you see them, you're like, wait a minute, I had a belief that I can't wear that. And I kind of have a similar body to her. And I'm using comparisonitis as a tool, not a weapon right now. And, you know, but but if she can do it, so can I. And it's almost like this unwritten permission slip. And like you said, pick up on her body cues, pick up on her body confidence, borrow that belief, borrow that confidence. Confidence, it, it can transmit through the screen, you know, right. and again, obviously you do want to be mindful of the language they're using of the, you know, the frameworks that they're, you know, inviting you into. But again, fine. It, it, influence can be influence is influence. It can be positively influencing us or taking us away from who we want to be and really using that. But I think that's such an, a powerful tool. Some people think like, oh, my gosh, this is this is a weapon. I'm seeing people that are, you know, look a certain way. I'll never add up. And they use comparisonitis as a weapon. Comparisonitis in this case can be a tool tool to actually invite you into the next level that you might be limiting yourself without it. Yes. And I think it's really important too, when you're looking for people, because I really want people to go and find safe people to follow people that are truly stylist and not just influencers. Like, here's my link, go buy my stuff because they're going to be kind of giving you more like a highlight reel and kind of showing their best angles and, you know, making sure that everything looks aesthetically pleasing, you know, quote unquote, but actual stylists are going to be actually talking to you in a very factual way and saying like, Hey, if this is something that you have wondered about or that you struggle with, let me show you how this works and how this looks. And so it's a very, it's much more kind of like that neutral that neutrality. we talked about, yeah. that neutrality of just showing you style and what works versus just trying to possibly make you feel a little less inferior because everything about them is perfect, you know? So um, just really looking for people who, who are stylists and they're there to help and not just influence. Yeah. Oh, such a good point. Wow. Well, thank you so much. This has been so cool. So ladies, if you missed part one and part two of this series, definitely go back and listen. This is really just the icing on the cake. If you do want to enter into that experiment with yourself, and I definitely invite you to do that. Um, and, And even if you've done it before, go do it again. You know, and you could literally do it with the clothes that are in your closet. You don't have to spend a dime, you know, but that being said, it's really an invitation. It's not about the clothes and it's not about your body. It's about your relationship with yourself. It's about your relationship with your body. It's about elevating your worthiness and the ability for you to feel worthy of taking the time, the energy, the care to invest in how you feel inside and out. And it really is this transference. It's not superficial. It's not catty. It's not vain. You are allowed to take pride in your appearance. And this is a beautiful way to continue that healed relationship with yourself. So any last words you want to leave our listeners with? This has been such a great conversation. I've really enjoyed it. Um, And just to leave their listeners with, you are beautiful. Find the beauty in yourself. And I think fashion is one of the easiest ways that you can do it. And it can change with you. As you change, you can continue to embrace that beauty. And it's what you're well worth spending a little bit of time on to figure out what works for you. And you'll feel amazing. It'll, it'll, it'll just elevate everything about your life. Amen. I love it. I love it. Well, where can people find you, Sarah? They can find my designs if they're sewists or, and and that's another thing, if you want to sew, that's a great way to embrace fashion, but I'm at the the styled Magnolia. And then personally, they can find me at get fit with Sarai. And so obviously I'm moving from fitness into fashion. And so we're talking about all things, fitness, you know, your fashion, your mental relationship around clothes and everything like that. 
I love it. Three-dimensional fitness. Well, thank yeah. you so much for being here. Ladies, go check her out. If you sew, you are definitely going to get her patterns that she's designing. And you understand now why I brought her on. She is living, breathing this. She's been on every side of this spectrum. And I hope that if all you got was just an invitation to look at your uh, relationship with yourself, your relationship with your body differently, and maybe take a new approach to this fashion conversation, well, that would make us very happy. So signing off for right now. Thanks for joining and talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.